0: I often like to say, when you don't plan your life, someone else will plan it for you. Whether it's parents, teachers, coaches, or your boss at work, there's always people out there who want you to do one thing or another with your life. Well, just how your health is your responsibility instead of your doctors, your life is your responsibility, not those people around you. Seek guidance when making decisions, but don't allow other people to decide for you. Today's episode is going to detail ways for you to make those kinds of decisions for yourself in a confident way. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, leave a rating and review, share it with family and friends. Really helps me out, obviously, and I really do appreciate that. And I have a really strong feeling that today's discussion is going to get you really, open-minded on this topic of productivity. Now, some of us here are obviously really great in productivity, and others uh, can really use a lot of work. In this podcast, I'm going to go over about five strategic ways to get more productive. So let us begin. The first key point here is that the fundamental understanding for this podcast is really a mindset mindset towards wanting to own your life completely. Take full responsibility for your achievements and failures. What do I mean by that? Well, you have to make this conscious commitment that you are responsible for your life. If you don't have that right now, if you don't feel confident that you are responsible despite your circumstances, then you will never be able to be truly Productive. You might feel like you're productive for a little while. You might be putting some things together on paper, but in reality, you're really not because you're so easy to blame other people or other circumstances for your failures. And so you will never take action uh, oriented in a positive, impactful way. So again, you got to take full responsibility. That's the first step. Like I said here, a fundamental understanding before we even begin to talk about productivity and calendars and planning and all of that stuff. You know, you have to know uh, that you are in charge of your life. Uh, Now, the second part to really getting productive is to eliminate distractions in your life. This means people, places, and things that are not serving your higher purpose. Now, we've previously spoken about purpose in our 10 principles. If you haven't heard that podcast yet, I suggest you listen to it because you will be able to find your purpose using the information shared. Now, again, really highly recommend checking that out. Um, You obviously can do so in those uh, previous podcasts. As you can see, I've got these 10 principles laid out. Each principle has its own podcast and purpose has its own as well. Now, in particular, I will say, let's just talk about this. Well, before that, I, before I get into my own story on, on uh, cell phones and disruption and stuff, let's let's go over this. So people, well, you got to eliminate some people out of your life. You know, there's there's two types of, dis- of distracting people. Number one is the person that blatantly loves to be entertained right? Just constantly looking for a good time, constantly wanting to go out and drink and, you know, go and smoke pot or just, you know, go out and maybe even in in a positive way, maybe they want to go out and hike or all the time. They're always just the fun guy, you know, the fun gal who's always having a good time. And, you know, again, you can't get away from it because you're like, man, I love to have fun. And, you know, they're just that fun person that I like to hang out. They get the fun out of me, right? Oh, they bring the best out of me. So, Although that is really a positive thing in life and you definitely need those kinds of things, you want to limit your interactions with so much sort of delusional entertainment in terms of people. We're going to talk about that as well in terms of sports and things. Um, But there's places as well. Uh, That bar you keep going to that brings out the worst in you or could also bring out some of the better parts of you, the fun parts of you or something You definitely want to avoid places like that, obviously. Um, You want to avoid all other places that, you know, you keep getting distracted in or just keep getting lost in. And that could literally mean in your freaking house, right? If your living room couch is a place where you are usually watching TV or you're usually being entertained, you should probably spend less time there. Does that make any sense? So you want to be cautious about your time and be wise about those distractions. And the last part I put in here, are the things, right? These are all nouns that are distracting you. And the things I would consider like an Xbox, you know, the PC, the computer, social media. These are things in your life that can contribute to an overall feeling of distraction. And if you add all the time you spend on each one of these individual things each week, you will probably realize that you have a lot more time on your hands than you uh, early on would believe. So, In particular, let's talk about just one example you can take away from this instantaneously and use as a practical piece of advice. And that is your cell phone. Now, one day when I was 19 years old at the University of Houston, I was doing a paper and as I was writing this paper, I was experiencing, you know, a great flow, right? And I was definitely in that flow. I was writing in my head, I had already pretty much finished the next like couple paragraphs. And anyone who writes an essay knows what I'm talking about. You're writing this, you know, this awesome essay and you're really able to capture everything into it. Now, with that being said, I knew what I was going to write down. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I got a text message. Bing, bing, right? So I go to my phone, I check it out, and you know I just ended up spending some time on my phone and looking at all all this other stuff, responding to the text message, you know, and just you know doing mindless bullshit on there. Well, what ended up happening was I put my phone down eventually to get back on get back working on the essay, and as I started to try to type again, I I, I lost my train of thought. I lost this this where where I was and and what I wanted to write down and it, it hit me like a ton of bricks very similar to those moments that you feel when you're in conversation and you're about to bring up a topic and you know all about it or you whatever or you you forgot a name or place or something and it, it just on the tip of your tongue right and you get this this frustration you're like oh man I can't move on in the conversation I can't just pretend like like life's good I got to really get down with this. You know, I got to really figure out what I was trying to, you know, say or what I was trying to think of. That's exactly how I felt with this essay. It was enough frustration for me in that moment that I decided I would never be distracted by my phone ever again. And so, it was at 19 with my iPhone 4 that I got onto settings and I went to sounds on my iPhone. And I went to anything that was that gives sounds and it tells you like your notifications. It tells you like what what ge- what gives off a bling and a ding and a ching and all that. You go in and you just silence everything, everything. See, because nowadays we're looking at our phones so often that there's very hard times that we miss anything. You know what I mean? And so at the end of the day, a text message or an Instagram direct message or a Facebook message can be responded to at any given time, you know, it doesn't have to be something so immediate, right, and so, you know, with that being said, by eliminating these sounds that would come, no vibration, nothing, no vibration, no little ding, bling, ching, nothing, and so by eliminating all of that, I was finally able to, uh, eliminate a distraction for the rest of my life i mean literally since then when i was 19 i'm 25 now and my phone has never changed the only thing that rings on my phone is my phone calls so phone calls i still have and my alarms that's the thing about it but it's my alarms my alarms will ring still obviously to wake up in the morning and that is it other than that, there's no other real noises coming from my phone. There's not even a, not even a vibration. Nothing even vibrates on my phone. So again, the, and something on my calendar, I think will kind of do a little ding just to remind me of, of certain little things that I've got going on. That those are things I needed to know about. So other than that, there's really no other distractions that I can even address. And so, it's a beautiful thing. I hope you can take that little piece of advice and actually apply it to your life. Tremendously helped me become more productive and stay productive. How often are we actually executing on tasks? Not very often, to be honest with you. When you do the math, you're not executing tasks very often, you know, and when you are, you need all your energy going towards exactly that. Now, even to record a podcast, I have to make sure my phone is almost turned off on airplane mode, everything. So I actually am really in a mode where I'm, I'm totally shut out from reality and I'm 100% present with this podcast right now. Now, you might be working out or you might be working, doing something while you listen to this. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. All I'm saying is you got to eliminate those distractions. So the third point here is this. You need to implement a stunning morning routine for yourself. The morning hours are the most important for your productivity and mental sanity. That's science backed, by the way. In the morning, you have a lot of energy in the mental, the brain. If you could look at these brain waves and these um, tests they've run, you are just a freaking magnet for whatever you want. I mean, the morning hours are very, very crucial. They need to be preserved. They need to be taken care of. They need to be intentional, right? And so I suggest in the mornings, you never look at your phone, right? Never, don't even look at it. If it, it my phone goes off, my alarm goes off and I actually, believe it or not, and that you can take this advice as well. I have an alarm in the morning that wakes me up and I literally will have – I have an alarm that goes off 45 minutes later and that alarm is basically telling me to leave to go to the gym. So I want you to think about that. I have an alarm to get back to my phone. So it's it's just an interesting way to live so that – because that one feeling you get with when, when you – leave your phone by your bedside and you don't really touch it or whatever. This is, again, this is for people who are pretty much like me, who just are always on our phones, right? Well, for somebody like me, being off my phone in the mornings was really hard and I didn't know what time it was. I don't even have a clock in my room, you know what I mean? So I'm sitting here thinking like, what time is it? Like, am I late or what, you know? So I figured, you know what, I'm not going to go and check my phone to see what time it is and then, you know, sit back down and then go back and check the phone, you know? So I figured, and I don't have a watch either. So the point is that. I actually have an alarm that goes off, and I know, obviously, I know what time it is when that alarm goes off, and before that alarm goes off, I don't need to know what time it is because I don't need to be doing anything else with my time besides writing my agenda in the morning. So with that being said, for me, personally, this is my morning routine, and you can take what you want from it, but the thing the thing with me is this, I wake up in the morning, I go downstairs, and I make myself a cup of coffee. Now I don't have my phone with me, I'm just you know, in my own zen mode and I'm making my coffee in the morning. I take my coffee and I go back up to my room and I sit down in a chair. And in this chair, I sip the coffee in, in silence, just complete silence. Just really, you know, waking up, embracing the day, and just you know, praying in some cases, meditating in other cases. And once I'm done with my coffee, I set my cup down, and then I bring my my get my uh, I get my panda planner. Now it, the panda planner will be found in the link in my bio. I'm just kidding, but uh, it'll be found in the link. Uh, in this description. So if you go and click in the description and hit details, you'll be able to find the link to the Panda Planner. This Panda Planner, just a side note, was the number one planner, according to Business Insider, for high-performance individuals and professionals. So if you're an entrepreneur or if you're somebody who really does want to get their planning on point, productivity on point, I suggest highly in the Panda Planner. And again, the Panda Planner. It's got, you know, what you're grateful for. It's got, what are you excited for? You got to write three things down on both of those. It's got, what are you focused on today? It's got, what are you exercising today? It's got, what's your affirmation for the day? It has the priorities for the day. It has tasks that need to be taken care of for the day. And so again, just a fundamental planner. Absolutely incredible. Highly recommend. So, there's a weekly, a monthly, weekly, and a daily portion of the planner as well. It's all in one. So it's absolutely fantastic. You can't miss it. It's it's create-your-own sort of thing, so you don't need to keep up with it all the time. So anyways, absolutely wonderful, amazing planner, and I hope you take advantage of that as well. I, don't, I mean, I don't get paid for that but, um, I will mention the coffee that I do drink. Obviously I'll be leaving a link in the bio as well. Um, the cinnamon hazelnut flavor to me is one of my personal favorites. There's a bunch of different flavors. The link itself is going to take you to the cinnamon one. You can check out with that if you'd like, um, those of you who are already signed up as preferred customers, obviously check out the coffee if you haven't already. If you're brand new to this, have never even tried um, any of the products that I sell, you definitely want to get your hands on the coffee. It's a great starter. And not to mention, even if you pay retail, you're getting a whole bag for free. Uh, and that's because the coffee is tied in with the nonprofit organization that is run by the company that I'm that I'm with as well. So incredible coffee. I drink that every single morning. Now, I'm filling out my my routine every day, my um or my my agenda for the day. And as I complete that, again, I haven't touched my phone at all. So, I'm still just, you know, getting in touch with the day, planning the day, just, you know, completing the the daily agenda. Once the daily agenda is complete, I the alarm will usually sound off uh, to get me out of the chair and get me over to my phone on my nightstand. So I'm finally grabbing my phone for the first time in the in the morning. And so once I grab my phone, I brush my teeth and I go to the gym. As I'm on the way to the gym, I'm listening to instrumental, mainly piano music, and just you know really again just getting thoughtful about the day, getting uh Ah, excuse me, Um, getting in touch with myself on just this beginning portion of the day. Um, Now, I recommend going and working out. um, If you're more into yoga, try doing yoga in the morning. Just get something done in the morning that's physical, Uh, And so again, I'm not even necessarily on my phone too much in the morning, even then. You know, I'm obviously driving and then I get to the gym and I'm usually focused in the gym. So really all morning long, I'm not spending a lot of time on my phone, right? And so here, that brings me to the fourth key point. So when you've designed a morning routine, you should also consider setting your schedule in place every week. If your weekly routine looks about the same every week, you should consider fine-tuning it with precision. Schedule each hour or half hour with activities you know you need to do in order to reach all of your goals. There is a plethora of things that a person should have to do to accomplish their goals and live an overall exciting life. By planning out different activities that must be done each day, you'll have a better idea of where you are and what you've accomplished. If you're ever off track, which you will be at some point, you'll know exactly what you need to be doing to get back on track. And if you're serious about productivity, let me see your calendar. Now, of course, I just mentioned a daily routine, right? A morning routine. And then what am I doing during that morning routine? I'm setting my daily schedule. And then before – but even – uh, well, I guess looking 30,000-foot view – you're really wanting to schedule in your entire week. You want to create a weekly routine. And um, this is really important. Okay. I see a lot of people, for example, getting jobs and then when they get a job, they get a new job, right? they get so excited because it's a new job. What they tend to do is they put in their availability. You know how you put in your availability to each new job? I mean, for those of you who've ever gotten a job, when you put in your availability, you're putting in I'm available on, you know, each day Monday through Friday, Sunday through Sunday, whatever, right? What I see a lot of people do is I see people actually literally say just schedule me whenever. Can you believe that? I mean, if you're this person then, you know, this should be a light bulb for you. If you are putting in your availability for your boss and just tell your boss your new boss, right? The boss that's cool. The boss that you don't know yet. The boss that, you know, the management that you don't even know because you just got the job, right? If you have on your availability open schedule, you are in the matrix. Like you are literally trapped (laughs) because why do I say that? Because you should design your schedule. How do you do that? you submit and if you're at a job right now and you're just thinking about this you're like holy shit my boss always schedules me and i'm always looking at my schedule every week and i'm just trying to see where i'm going to what i'm going to do that week based on my boss fuck your boss you know what i mean like why should they schedule you so here's how you do this this is practical advice i'm giving you now go into your job if you're at a job right now go in get your availability and say hey i need to change my availability now, most people won't even do this. It's, it's insane. And you need to say, hey, I'm, I'm picking up a new hobby or I'm doing something different. Who gives a shit? Your, your job has no say as to when you need to be at work unless you tell them legally and lawfully through an availability form that you're available during those times. So what you do without trying to lose your job here, you go and you say, Hey, I need to change my availability. Your job people, your manager will be like, oh sure, here you go. And there's an availability form and it's going to be the same form that you filled out when you got the job and you'll realize, oh my gosh, I could have you know, totally changed the way I have a schedule by making those changes now, right? And so right then and there, I want you to design your ideal work week, not when the job needs you but when you want to work. Now again, for those of you who are super lazy, I don't recommend this. Obviously, you're going to put like one day and that's it. Like, I'm not saying that. So, be conscious, be aware, know what where your job needs you and where your job doesn't need you. Know when it's busy and know, you know, know your shit. But the point is that change your availability. This is just practical advice. Now again, this is the same thing will apply towards your school schedules. Your school schedule if you're in, in a student you need to design your days more efficiently. Now, I know for some of you, you get late to the school schedule. You're, you're not smart about it. You forget about it, whatever. You need to get classes that are going to fit and mold perfectly into your ideal life. And so, again, I'm saying that almost without giving you more advice. But here's the point. You have a life. Your life is not work. Your life is not school and work or just school, whatever it is you're doing. Your life, if you are consumed by school and work completely and you don't have anything scheduled outside of those schedules, you're in the matrix. Do you know what I mean? You are trapped and you need to break free. And this is one way to take control of your life is by taking control of your time, so, that's one thing I will say right now. If you do not have the ability to structure out a weekly routine, you need to go about changes in your life right now that are going to benefit you in a productive way. You know? So, again, and I say that, you know, with caution, obviously, uh, but here's the deal if you want, if you come to, to me and you say, hey, you know, one day I'm going to be a millionaire. Hey, you know what? Uh, one day I'm going to start my own business. Or hey, I'm starting my own business. I'm going to make it a, a great business. You know, whatever. What I'm going to say to you is the same thing that a uh, one of the business people that I follow named Jordan Adler says on stage. And it's this. If you're serious about something, if you want something done, if you want to see something happen in your life, put it on your calendar what does he mean by that he literally means that you need to be planning for your success you need to like i can literally if you tell me hey i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be the best rapper ever i'm gonna say let me see your calendar how much studio time are you in how much time have you dedicated in a schedule of writing and creativity time how much time have you dedicated to studying the rap industry the hip-hop industry You, you see what i'm saying here If you're trying to do something in life, you need to make a lot of time available to you where you're actually in a practical way creating and studying and learning and becoming masterful in your craft, okay? And so that's what Jordan Adler means by saying, let me see your calendar. So I would say the same thing. And it all starts with your weekly routine. Schedule your workouts. And I say this a lot about fitness. A lot of people in fitness, they step into the fitness realm and then they all of a sudden start to become more successful in different ways. Why is that? What is that fundamental thing? Here it is. They work, they go to school, they do both, they do one or the other. But yet they feel like they don't have any time. This is most of us. Hey, you know what? I ain't got time for the gym. I don't have time for the gym. That's the biggest thing we hear. And I know because I used to literally work at a gym. I used to sell memberships, right? And literally one of the biggest excuses that people made was like, I'd like to get a membership, but I just don't have time. I just really am busy. And it's kind of like, really? Are you though? And here's the thing I'm going to say about that is this. High performers who know they need to take care of their health, who know they they need to be better in their health, they need to improve, they need to be more fit, whatever, right? They all of a sudden, when that decision comes down, hey, I need to get healthier, they all of a sudden find the time. And so they say to themselves, and, and, and obviously working out, right, fitness, it needs to be something you do at least 5 days out of the week, right? Or at least more you know more consistently out of the week than not, right? 3 5 days out of the week. What does that mean? That literally means you're going to find the time to do it. So you're saying to yourself, you know what? 7 p.m. is my time, right? 7 p.m. is my time at the gym. It's my time off work, off school, and it's my time to get in the workout I need, right? And then they realize I'm at the gym for this time, but then after the gym, I need to make sure I do my homework or I need to make sure I need to catch up on that work or that music or that project or whatever, right? And so what happens is you realize you had more time than you thought. You're, You're getting healthier. You're stepping into that realm of improving yourself. So this is why fitness is so good. And so you, when you find that time, now you're like, holy shit, I found time to work out when I previously thought I'd never had time. What else am I wasting my time on? Where else can I improve on my time, improve on my productivity? That is a key thing. That's the fundamental understanding that comes from a lot of fitness enthusiasts who get into fitness and then now they're super successful in their business, their professional career, whatever. It's so true, and it's because they find that time and they realize they had more of it. Okay, here's the fifth key point. Find mentors either online, in person, or over the phone that you can get counsel from. Now, you should probably have a few different ones that you take counsel from. There are plenty of amazing people with YouTube channels, podcasts, radio shows, etc., that you can search up When seeking counsel on a decision you're about to make regarding your life. Now, I personally have different people I respect in different areas of my life. Spiritually, financially, professionally, and relationally. Some I have never met. Others I know dearly. What's important about this is that you find people that you aspire to be like, giving you counsel, not just anybody. I often say you shouldn't get relationship advice from your aunt who just had her third divorce. Likewise, you shouldn't get counsel from people who do not succeed in the area that you are looking to pursue or that you need clarity on. So this is a really important point, guys here's the deal. You need to have different people that you look up to when it comes to different things, right? You need to have different people you look up to in in your politics, right? In your professional career, in your sales career, in your business, in your fitness ideal. You know what I'm saying here? So you have to have a different... So again, that yoga instructor that you love, she might be super amazing for yoga, but... She's not super wealthy. So when she talks about money, you need to kind of close your ears because you need to you need to hold yourself from taking advice even though you love her as a yoga instructor. You got to respect her and her financial status. Maybe she's not as financially rich, right? So it's like, okay, wait a second. I love your yoga. I'm going to take advice from you on yoga and my stretches and my poses. But I'm not gonna listen to you when you talk about money. I'm gonna go ahead and turn to somebody like Grant Cardone, who loves talking about money, who is very, very wealthy. You get what I'm saying here? So you wanna be mindful. I know we all like to put everyone on a pedestal and we're like, this person, like they are everything. Beyonce is my everything. I see a lot of people, Kylie is my Jenner, whatever. It's ridiculous. I mean, Kylie can be a good mom because she just popped a kid out with whoever that rapper is great then admire that aspect of her but that doesn't mean you admire everything you see what i'm saying and so it's very important to to take in a few things from people but not everything okay so you need to find different people that you seek counsel from now for me personally i do have different ones you know spiritually i turn to certain people financially obviously i turn to different people and professionally i turn to other people so there's just all kinds of stuff right and that's just something that I've, I've learned along my my journey. I'm not going to just listen to one person about everything. And here's a story I'll tell you that changed my life forever on this particular, this particular topic. I was in Orlando, Florida, my second major business conference that I've ever attended. And I had a mentor at the time. He had brought over somebody to uh, the group of us that we were all sitting and talking and chit-chatting. And our mentor introduced us to a guy. And this guy, I mean, he looked like James Bond. He's got slick back hair. He's looking clean. He's looking fresh. He's clearly rich. And he's just awesome, right? So he starts to tell us some stories and some different pieces of wisdom. Well, one of those things he shared, I'll never forget. Now, this is going to be me totally butchering his accent, okay? But he was from Australia, right? And so he told us this, and I'll never forget it. He said, you know, I got involved in business and started my own business and became an entrepreneur. Uh, and then I went home to mom And with my mom, I shared with her all about my product and everything I was going to do and all the money I was going to make and the business ideas that I had. And immediately, my mom, she shut it all down. She was very negative. She said, I'll never make any money and I'll never be successful in that. I'm wasting my time. And, you know, she cares about me and she really meant dearly. But my mom, you know, she's a dentist and she knows a lot about teeth, and oral health. But she does not know a lot about business. And even though she's mom, I'm not going to take her advice on business because she doesn't know a lot about business. And so my advice to you is don't take business advice from a dentist. And so it was this key, hilarious as that might sound, it was a key fundamental understanding there. Just because their mom just because they're Aunt Shelley doesn't mean you need to listen to their relationship advice or their you know, business advice, right? If they're not successful entrepreneurs, then you need to really take in consideration who you're listening to and, and in what topics, okay? So I hope you enjoyed my Australian accent. Uh, you know, that was kind of, you know, whatever, but the point is that that's something that you need to consider. Here's another ex- more recent example. That was when I was 19, by the way, I heard that. So that again, these are key things in my life that I'll never forget. Now, here's another thing. So when it comes to uh, this most recent purchase that I made, I needed to do a lot of research. So I went ahead and bought a Glock 19. Now, if you don't know uh, what that is, it's a handgun. It's a very popular handgun made in Austria, and uh, it's just fundamental for anybody who really you know appreciates security and doesn't listen to people on the media talk about guns being a bad thing, right? So if you get all past all that stuff, you you know, get to a place where you can actually find out what you really want in terms of guns and in terms of what works better, whatever. So for me, I had to do a lot of YouTubing. Uh, And I was doing all kinds of research on which handgun was a great handgun and what was good for certain things and not other things. And so doing all that research and I even went to my friend Joseph who's in the Navy and he's an awesome guy. He's my very best friend. And so he's very big on guns as well. He knows guns better than most people do. So I went to him about it. I talked to with other people, family, friends about it. I got counsel. You see what I'm saying? And I got counsel from literal gun nuts people who love guns, people who enjoy them, people who know a lot about them, people know who, who, who where to get them, where to get certain accessories, ammo. I mean, all kinds of stuff. You get what I mean? I'm not going to just, you know, talk about it with just anybody, you see? And so that's a key fundamental understanding with that, you know? And so I was so happy. I did get my Glock 19, by the way, I got it at Mission Ridge, got this lifetime warranty on it. And I went and just shot it and everything super happy about it it's fundamental well i keep saying the word fundamental but the point is that it was just awesome and i absolutely loved it so anybody want to go shooting or anything or want to teach me something i'm absolutely open-minded and again this is a world that i don't know i have a 22 rifle and i do have a 410 i just didn't have a handgun and I've been shooting other people's guns and all that stuff, and and, and I'm just I'm still new to it, obviously. Um, but I'm super, super excited about that new adventure. So I'm very humble to be able to share with anybody about anything like that. You know what I mean? So, anyway, here's this last and final point about productivity, guys. Productivity can then be implemented fully when you eliminate distractions, implement a morning routine, design a schedule, and seek counsel from the right sources. Once you know what you want to do in a specific area of your life, you must take action towards it every single day. It must become a part of your identity, at least the things that you want to see real results in. By doing this, you will become more confident and practically useful in these areas. Later down the road, with an intense level of commitment, you will achieve mastery in the things that you are very productive in. There's two key points to take away from this. Number 1 is this. I got a Glock 19. Does that make does that make me want to go and shoot so often and become so proficient that I become a trainer in handguns? Not really. You see what I'm saying? Like I'm not, that doesn't mean I need to go and become an absolute professional in this field of handguns and weapons and all of that. You get what I mean? And so you that you can do things in life without trying to seek out mastery. You can seek counsel in life without trying to seek out mastery. So you should find maybe one to two things in life that you're trying to master, right? And so this is that second key point, which is When you go about productivity heavily in a particular area of your life, you will inevitably achieve mastery. You will become so proficient. So practically great at a particular thing that you'll be able to do it in and out, and you have to keep it up, keep it up. It's all about sustaining momentum in a particular area of your life, whether it is business, whether it is your fitness. You know, you want to lose the weight, you want to gain the weight, you want to do whatever you're doing there, you want to make the money, you want to, you know, build a business in a big way. Uh, For me, it's podcasting. I'm spending time, I'm spending energy, I'm spending money on podcasting, creating a solid podcast for anybody and everybody to listen to, right? That can help people. So, you know, guys, there's so much to do with that. And in conclusion, you know, clearly there is more to being productive than at first glance, right? I hope some of these tips, though, uh, will become helpful for you to accomplish more in your life. And I would say the matrix that surrounds us is always telling us how awful we are. And more than that, the matrix is constantly distracting us from achieving great and amazing things. This can no longer plague you anymore. You must become free from the negativity and stagnation the matrix brings into your life. Let me know some things that you do to stay more productive and eliminate distractions from your life in the comments or in a direct message to me. Uh, Again, you can also review this podcast. Super uh, awesome if you do that and it helps me a lot. Uh, But overall, you guys are amazing. Thanks for spending 38 minutes with me, however long this podcast is. You guys are the real, true heroes. Let me know who you are. If you're still tuned in, DM me. Let me know what you took away from it. I'd love to learn you know, some of these key points, how they've helped you, what you do currently in your life. So feel free to message me anywhere that you find my profile on social media or even my phone number. Of course, you can always give me a call. Uh, but all right, guys, that's conclusion to this podcast. You're amazing. I hope this helps you share it with somebody else that you think that could you really use some more productivity in their life. You guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.